0: The Art of Spiritual Warfare Part 6 The Constitution of the United States, a sacred document designed to provide a blueprint for restoring humanity's position in the spiritual hierarchy. Human beings as has been instructed, are angelic by nature, designated to act as carriers, vessels, channelers of the soul, endowed with that spark of light derived from the source of all creation, the enemy among us has been given millennia to exit the planet, the galaxy, and all worlds in which love and light is creatively manifest in form. They became so bold as to believe all had been conquered long ago and all they were required to do was to maintain their unlawful and worse manipulation of resources and energy stolen from those beings and all things in which real and true energy exists and is channeled, serving to advance and elevate rather than denigrate and decay after serving No purpose. Too long have they reigned invisibly within plain sight. Much knowledge has been kept hidden from the species through a number of methods that have been discussed. The tactics have been successful for so long that it has become extremely difficult for individuals to extricate themselves. From this web of deceit. The end result has always been elimination of the species in general. The web has been spun intricately and virtually spans the globe in labyrinthine fashion. Awakening to an understanding of this lie is just the beginning. Extraction from the web requires Herculean effort, and this has impeded the process of humanity's evolution and unfoldment of the master plan. In order to teach the history of humankind and its evolutionary trajectory, we must begin at the beginning. What is being inscribed here will be rejected by many reading or hearing this treatise. The words and concepts, constructs, may be considered as off the deep end, crazy, conspiratorial, etc., and accompanied by many an eye rolling backward. Nevertheless, as has been said, the truth is out there. It is also inside of you. And yes, it can be painful, but it can also and will liberate. Whether we choose to accept something as truth or not doesn't really matter. We are free to create for ourselves a world of our own based upon whatever conditions we choose to apply in submitting, albeit unconsciously or not, to the limitations of the orbit imposed upon us, however, we are merely choosing to cede our true freedom of choice and free will to whoever or whatever usually taking the most convenient, easiest, laziest path. We are not here to judge any who choose this way through the physical three-dimensional life experience. There is one judge only. However, this does not change the reality of existence beyond our individual immediate spheres. And the fact that we've been missing a lot. Truth never changes. Similar to energy, it may appear to take on a different shape or form, but it never changes. Despite the form or shape or obstacles that may stand between truth and the one seeking truth, it will always be revealed. That is, come to light in one way or another regardless of efforts to conceal, alter, refute, deny, discredit it or otherwise. Even among those tasked as messengers, ferrying instruction and guidance and other information, vital for a species to successfully evolve according to the species' potential and purpose in the grand scheme of things. There is great debate over how and when and in what method truth should be revealed. The fact of the matter is this. Truth is concrete. Denying it, lying to oneself or another, or coloring it, rose-colored glass effect, pretending it doesn't or can't exist, tinfoil hat technique, even going to the lengths of destroying individual beings or populations in an effort to erase it, or creating fear of pain and death among any who might continue to seek it, none of these or any other means of attempting to hide or Obliterate truth has or ever will be successful. Withholding truth under guise of concern for the psychological survival of a species is the coward's way of refusing to carry out a task that often results in some form of banishment from whatever societal structure within which they dwell during the time period the messenger performs the duties assigned them. There is an adage, don't shoot the messenger, and it didn't appear from thin air. (laughs) Yet this is exactly what often occurs, albeit metaphorically. No one wants to be the odd man out. The nutty professor or the crazy old lady next door, but somebody has to do it. Better to speak the truth and gird your own loins for the backlash than to withhold it and have it emerge eventually anyway. When people realize they've been lied to, the backlash is much worse than that received from taking the first course of action. being honest from the get-go. This having been said, the truth is such. The human species can thus be described as one manifestation of the infinite creative consciousness in and on what humans label as the third dimension. Differentiated from other manifestations, however, through its unique nature of being a transport vehicle, so to speak, for the soul in spirit incarnated in human form. We've referenced the infinite creative consciousness through the name God in the beginning of this treatise, as this name is universally known and recognized, even if denied to be true or real. Though the concept of God invokes a multitude of meanings that do not always align within all people, populations, cultures, and worlds. The idea that everything springs from a singular source really cannot be denied. For example, scientists who attribute the formation of our galaxy and universe to a Big Bang imply that energy and matter began with a singular source. For people who lay claim to atheism, that is, those who dispute any possibility of an intelligence behind the creation of anything, it remains inarguable that there is and must be a place a starting off point, a source from which we emerge, and perhaps back into which we dissolve. Human nature, having evolved however rudimentarily, and some might rightfully argue devolved, since its inception into three dimensional form, is far more complex than most of us understand. The confines of our knowledge and potential are artificial constructs designed over the course of human history. Our species is designed in such a way as to reflect and reproduce the image of that one source of creation from which we emerged into form and were designated as carriers, vessels, transport vehicles for the actual source of creative light energy implanted within the form of the human body adaptable to the conditions inherent in specific electromagnetic frequency ranges. Although the human being is but one of an endless number of species inhabiting the third dimension and this world in particular, we will repeat, it is the only species so endowed in transplanting or transporting that spark of creative consciousness across, through, into, and out of the realms of intersectional electromagnetic frequency, range, and vibration, there were bound to be challenges getting to the root of why humanity exists and what the purpose for our existence is or may be, can be discovered by each individual. The process of discovery is a huge challenge. The human brain, mind and intellect has had much difficulty in processing and comprehending these eternal questions about life. And this difficulty stems for the most part from seeking answers to these questions from a source outside of our true selves rather than from within. From that invisible spark in each true human being that we call the soul. The biggest hurdle in instructing this is due to the insistence of too many people that using certain names, terms, words, excludes those who do not ascribe to specific belief systems, religious theologies, or anything else that can be lumped under the concept of spirituality. That bias must be discarded if one truly seeks answers to these age-old profound questions. Otherwise, all we do is get hung up on preconditioned ideas and unable to elevate our thinking beyond those preconditions has truly bogged humankind down in a dimension more like quicksand than the fluid and active environment in which it really exists. This discussion is also one that can consume volumes on its own. And so we refer the curious to the multitude of reference material available with a word of caution. In doing research, unless you span the spectrum and are able to think critically not only about already established concepts but also those in opposition to or differing in some way to your own you may as well not waste your time in other words if you've already made up your mind about anything and have established that nothing will change it why waste time and energy just keep trying to keep your head above that quagmire And remember, the more you struggle, the faster you get sucked down into a vortex of nothingness. Not a fun place to be. Transplanting anything is an arduous task and one that demands attention to detail as well as careful nurturing if a specific result is desired. Still, outcomes are variable in any given situation. And there is a fine line between nurturing and spoiling something rotten. For example, there's a period of shock a plant experiences when it is uprooted and planted in another location. At first, the affected plant may appear to wither or be failing. There will be a space of time in which the fate of the plant is In limbo. With careful nurturing, however, one day, fresh new green shoots emerge. Excuse me. Even from the darkness of the soil, new life emerges to bask in the light. Attending to the plant, balancing the nutrition and hydration, and other conditions most favorable to it, is a skill and dependent on the preferred outcome. Too much water in the plant drowns. Too little and it dehydrates, and so forth. And while nature is self-regenerating and does not depend on humans to maintain its longevity and progeny, in sync, one potentiates the other But that discussion also must be set aside for now, as the analogy is meant to represent the difficulty encountered when the human species was itself created and transplanted into this dimension, and in particular, onto this globe, the planet we call Earth. The process of assimilation and growth of the species follows the same pattern as that in our plant analogy. Humans arrive on this planet in a state of shock, to be blunt. We are all amnesiac at birth, and initially upon departing the physical body. Yes, there are exceptions, but most of us are in the same boat here. The process of awakening to the realization that one is alive and dwelling within or outside of a formed body doesn't happen instantaneously. Factoring in the artificial amnesia embedded in the species for nefarious purposes, and you've got yourself one heck of a maze to find your way out of. The potential one is born with, Can either be nurtured in a balanced way, allowing nature to take its course, resulting in optimal growth and development, or outside influences can create a situation in which the individual drowns or dies of thirst. Most of us are on our own here, though fortunate if born and raised by a parent or parents or guardian who instinctively understand the concept and application of unconditional love and individual responsibility. This was far more prevalent in the past than it is in the present and that is where the danger is greatest. Children are the species' greatest treasure. To hand them over to outside influence that you may instinctively know can harm their psyche and stunt their potential is a sin, period. Evil and negative energies embodied to appear human are only too willing and eager to usurp sincere parents of their right to instruct and guide their children in the direction they feel is correct. This is evident in the crisis situations our children seem to be facing on an unprecedented level, and let it be known this is not by accident. No one is obligated to cede their personal power, on any level, to anyone or anything, regardless of threat of consequence. All is temporal, but for the soul, nurturing the vessels within which the soul sojourns, in balance with nature, through the experiential phases of life, is of extreme import. When time is of the essence, neither sentient spirit souls nor parasitic entities can afford to remain at their leisure. We really weren't expected to awaken like a thunderclap in a storm, but here we are. For those who have stood by patiently observing, the general consensus is better late than never. Just as the farmer must take into consideration the type and frequency of his intervention in the raising of crops, too much interference too easily upsets the balance of mother nature. This only results in low yield infestation, or worse, interference in the affairs of humanity and the species ability to evolve is generally regarded with a hands-off or at most the light touch approach. The history of corruption, its emergence and expansion, resulting from the breeding of the artificial human is a convoluted story. Suffice it to say, this resulted in extreme fluctuations in the balance of nature as a whole. Although it is common knowledge in some spheres that the corrupt would eventually rot and decay, and though this time frame may be But the blink of an eye on many levels for humanity as a species experiencing life in a linear dimension, waiting for the species to catch up to speed, was getting to be ridiculous and dangerous. Something had to be done, and considering the corrupt had defied all rules and laws governing The universal populations. At times, it was necessary for intervention to proceed, and we've seen many instances of this intervention throughout the history of humanity. The only difference this go-round is the necessity of revealing the source of intervention, and that in itself is problematic They're not unsolvable. The manufacturing of the extraterrestrial myth, for example, was meant to ensure that any revelation regarding any truth would be rejected by the majority of humans through the use of fear. As fear is always the favored tool in the toolbox of the corrupt, contortion takes on many faces. Coercion through multiple means is effective in tamping down any tremor of dissent, appealing to and normalizing lust and greed keep many from pursuing truth. Restricting the bounty of the earth ensures that the average common man is kept too busy trying to survive, to find the time to pay attention to or become involved in institutional structures designed only to further ensnare the species and thereby remove them from the equation. The beat and the beast has gone on and on and continues to the present moment. Though the corrupt had an upper hand in establishing and preserving control, as humanity emerged from the Dark Ages and after abandoning prior centuries of great progress and achievement more than once, Again, with the help of intervention from outside the race, it became obvious to the corrupt that a reckoning was coming. They had fiddly farted around, laying their plans mostly because as rot sets in, motivation and the work required to achieve the ends to certain means began taking its toll. And once you've corrupted a creation, in effect attempting to improve the wheel to abuse or misuse it, even the strictest maintenance schedule can't delay an expiration date, especially when supply of resources is few and far between. There is no energy source for the corrupt. Other than that, given to them freely. Withhold that supply, and that which is corrupt rapidly decays. The current level of intervention from outside the species proper is for the purpose of preserving it as the corrupt decay. If they must go down, They are determined to drag everything or as many and as much as they can down with them. Like spoiled children or bullies, they can't and won't accept that the bed they have made is all they have to work within. Panic and Anger along with the loss of cognitive clarity and function that accompanies deterioration of the mind and its companion brain, causes a chain reaction, wherein the actions and behaviors of the corrupt can no longer be kept hidden. And frankly, they're stupid. The very few clinging to power At the top of the pyramid no the floodgates have been opened, and soon they will be trapped in their ivory towers, surrounded by deep moats filled with hungry, lower-rung reptiles, and guarded outside of that perimeter by angry mobs with torches, wielding the very pitchforks that they once gleefully held aloft like toys, poking at and prodding the people until, well, the levy broke. And so the idea is to prevent or at least minimize collateral damage as the corrupt rush headlong into the jaws of the fate they chose so long ago. The numbers of people Waking up from their amnesiac slumber is even for them, with their playthings of destruction, a mathematical impossibility to overcome. As the number of people who accept that it is the sentient spirit soul in pure or uncorrupt form that actually wields the greater power multiplies, and that this power can only be given, not taken, the clock ticks faster. Only by granting access can the vampire cross the threshold. But, even then, there are assets that can be deployed to prevent being bitten and turned. And so, though it may appear to some, or even many, that humanity is losing the war for stewardship of the planet in an environment that nurtures its potential and provides for a return to the garden, albeit older and wiser. Nothing can be further from the truth. The corrupt, the enemy of humanity, has already lost its bid for dominion, as it was never theirs to claim in the first place. And they will have to pay the piper. Therefore, fear not, but stay strong and have faith. Pray, meditate, elevate your consciousness, Raise the level of vibrational frequency and that of your consciousness to a place in which the corrupt are unable to pierce as they can only sink lower. Guard against deceit both outside of And within your own human propensities that will do all they can to cling to the pseudo-control. So long served up as the only possibility for mankind's continued sojourn through the stars. Breathe. Allow one another to take respite. But remain vigilant. Always guard the gatehouse not with paranoia, but with logical reasoning and the knowledge that this too shall pass and this time we will get it right, thereafter taking our rightful seat at the table in the angelic hierarchy and ensuring the integrity of the human experiential voyage. Hold on to your hats, buckle up, and try to enjoy the ride. This is not a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. The current state of affairs is a once-in-an-infinity state of affairs, even at the highest levels of dimensional frequency. Each human on the planet is here with a specific purpose and everyone is needed to bring this artificially induced, yet all too real, spiritual war to closure with the best outcome. Now don't you feel special? We're excited.